So I just like dropped it down between us and I like did a little audio test. I was like, wow, this actually works really well. I wonder if this mic is picking up. Probably not. Mm-mm. Or Okay, it's just that one. Okay. Yeah, because if it was picking up both, you would hear like that little screeching echo noise. Or okay, okay. Yeah. Facts. Yeah. So what's up, guys? How y'all doing? Pretty good, man. Just, you know, hanging around. Satan worshippers are apparently a big thing in uh, wrestling. Yeah. They're a big thing everywhere. And is this just like me being in the South and like not going outside of where black people are because we don't do shit like that? Yeah, there's a reason why it's called the Bible Belt. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, very religious state, man. Yeah, I mean, at times it has its downfalls, but when it comes to like, you know how many Satan worshippers do I gotta come across? But apparently they're not bad people either. I don't know. I don't know how to. You said that they most of the rules that they go by are pretty just general like Bible like rules. Yes, like it's almost kind of like the Ten Commandments, really. Like from what you know, what I read, it was nothing on there that was crazy. You know, unless they're hiding it from us, you know, behind closed doors, but. <laughs> From what I read, I was like, man, this sounds pretty, like, normal. Like, you know, like, I don't see nothing <laughs> evil. Like, the perception that we have on, like, Satan worshipers would be, like, you know, they're just, They like, drink blood. Drinking blood and all that. And it was like, no, nah, that's not. That's far from it. That's, like, you know. Some Ozzy Osbourne shit. Yeah. We're just out here chilling, bro. We're not yeah. doing much. They're just out there painting pentagrams in their bedroom. Yeah, just for no reason, you know. Just, just for fun. So where where'd you see your first, I guess, like pentagram? Because I'm guessing you didn't see any of that like back in like Lovejoy or Jonesboro. Oh man, um, you know when I moved out, you know, to like Fayetteville, like you know. Oh yeah, around. Yeah, yeah, around. Two white people. You know, I didn't really know what it was. You know, you know. But yeah, I would say that's kind of where it happened. Like, you know, what is this? What is this about? You know? And then I was researching it and I guess it has something to do with like, you know, just witchcraft and stuff like that. But Okay, so yeah. it's kinda like paganism is it? Yeah, that basically. Like paganism. Yeah, like paganism. Okay. Yeah. yeah I can see that. Yeah, that's breaking it down like that, because you know, on the Culture Brothers we try to be as like all inclusive as possible. If you worship mm-hmm. the devil, you know what? Sure. <laughs> um <laughs> It's okay, just keep that shit over there. It It is is. crazy because the conclusion I came to, it seems like, I guess, being a devil worshiper doesn't make you a bad person, though. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, I've met some devil worshippers who are, like, actually good people. Yeah. And I just be like, are you just putting on? Or are you, like, (laughs) is this the deception? Like, what is your purpose? Is this the illusion? Like, are you trying to seem so good, but you're really evil, you know? Like, Like, I don't know. It's kind of like a... 
uh, who, who's that one serial killer, serial killer that was like a real charmer? Even the people when he was on death row, he, they were just like uh, he was probably one. I know it wasn't Manson. I, no, Manson was. Crazy. It was the. It was, nah. What was the other guy? Ted Bundy. He, Bundy. Yeah. Didn't he get killed yeah, in the he shower? Was the guy that was like that taking woman? a lot of women because they trusted him. Yeah. Yeah, women don't trust. And you. women are like in love with serial killers for some reason. Like they have like a fantasy about serial killers. I don't know what it is. Man, I read something about daddy that. issues to the extreme. <laughs> yeah. You gotta go in love with serial. Okay. Yeah. That's wild. That's Very wild. wild. Very wild. So what? Oh, and I guess we were talking about it before. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not a question that I was even gonna ask, but. I guess a common question that all wrestlers get, and I guess since we should do introductions, this is the Culture Brothers Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan. Got my boy, Martin. And I yep. got the one and only Blackjack. My boy grew up with him. Hey, yo. On his way up into the wrestling scene in Atlanta. Yes, sir. WWE yes, sir. Shout out to one day. WWA4, AR Fox, and everybody at the WWA4, man. Word, word. Big shout outs. Yes, sir. So I guess the first, I guess, I guess we gotta we talked about it already. Yeah, is wrestling fake? Oh yeah, I kn- you know I knew this question was. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, nah, I definitely wouldn't say you know not fake, but you know definitely scripted. You know. Yeah. Um, you know when I'm doing my matches, or you know whenever I'm with a guy that you know I met for the first time, and we only got like freaking five ten minutes to put together a match yeah we'll usually just have like an ending like a go home you know mm-hmm. and like i would say um maybe 80 percent of the match would just be like on the fly we call it on the fly yeah. and we'll just go in there and fill each other out but um we'll have a go home so usually like the ref will give us a cue like all right y'all should, y'all should take it home now yeah. so as long as you got that go home that's all that really matters but you know sometimes that doesn't happen all the time like <laughs> Cause man, you would get in there and just like the whole shit would just fall apart. And this guy was supposed to win, but this guy ended up winning because he couldn't finish or, you know, so it doesn't always go, you know, according to plan. So you just got to really be prepared for the worst and you got to be prepared for it not to go the way that it's going to go. Cause it never does, you know? So yeah. So that's the thing. Y'all don't even, so it's it's not as scripted as people think it is. Cause first of all, I already know the flips and, Mm jumping into bodies of people i just seen you do one yeah you just posted a video on instagram where you jumped off the top rope into like four different people mm-hmm. and i just looked at that like mm. that was a solid four foot drop like, yeah oh yeah it was very high man and the way how that flip went um i just went over as like a cross body because i didn't even know if i could clear the rope at first because that was really kind of like my first time I'm doing it rope. man it just really depends like um, I think like a WWE size ring, I believe it's like a 20 by 20 ring. And we, we trained in that ring and we also trained in the 16 by 16. But as far as height, um, maybe like, I don't know, man, maybe like six or seven feet, if I'm not okay. mistaken. But the one that we're in now, and it's like really high, man, I swear it's probably like 10 or 15 feet off the ground. So, man, I was just like, oh, my God. You're really relying on those people to catch you. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just, I was so scared the whole time thinking about it in the day before. But then, like, when you just be in it and it, it's that time to come, you don't even think twice. You just do it. So, when I was just in the air, I was like, oh, okay, I could flip. 
you know? So I kind of like slowed time down in my head and I was able to flip on top of the guy. Yeah. But I that wasn't planned like that, you know? <laughs> I just was gonna jump and have them catch me. But then when I was so comfortable in the air, I just flipped, you know? And okay. I was like, okay, you know? A lot of impromptu. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, I it's very improv. That's wrestling for you, improv. You it's know? improv, and you had said a lot of the people that are in wrestling are old stunt people. Like yeah, doing stunt we get jobs. a lot of you know stunt men, you know that'll come and do it, or then they'll leave and go and do that. You know, a lot of ex football players and you know athletes, basketball players. Mm-hmm. You know, so it just kind of seems like the melting pot just for everything because you got people from you know everywhere like. These people was doing, you know, theater. These people are athletes. And it just, it all comes together, you know? Yeah, and the people from theater, um, Mm -hmm. we were talking about it a little bit before, but wrestling is, whenever people say, like, because my dad is a super big wrestling fan. I used to watch it back in the day. (laughs) I fuck with wrestling. Yeah, it's like, it's supposed to be, it's pretty much a soap opera with the biggest live audience. Facts. That is what wrestling is. It's not mm-hmm. meant to be taken as a serious fight. Like, if mm-hmm. you want to watch a serious fight, go yeah. watch a UFC, and it's significantly different. I don't, look, I don't know about that, bro, because when I was, like, 12, 13, I remember watching, like, Vince McMahon walk to his limousine, and yeah. he closed the door, and that <laughs> shit exploded. Everybody Yo. thought he was dead. Yo, yeah, it was, bro. It was so crazy. I'm pretty sure, like, well, back then, like, I mean, Dave Chappelle had the Chappelle show where he had, like, the Inker family. You know, I'm a sense of myself. Mm-hmm. Before, you just go ahead and get in trouble. But back then, the days was way different. So I would assume, like, the way wrestling is now is a product of, like, mm-hmm. that, what is the SEC saying, like, hey, you can't just, like, let a guy walk into a car and blow it up and mm-hmm. hope he doesn't die with a flame suit on anymore. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely, yeah, man. Can't do you can't. And what was so crazy about that was that next week on Raw was when Chris Benoit died. So I remember yeah. just being a kid, like really thinking Mr. McMahon was, was dead cool. and all this. And then you just see him standing in the middle of the ring on Monday Night Raw, like, what? I thought you were dead. He's in this, <laughs> em- he's in this empty arena and he's like, I'm sorry to inform y'all, but you know, Chris Benoit's died and stuff. But we didn't know what he did at the time, you know. And we can't even really say his name like that. But that's just, you know, what happened after that. So yeah. I thought that was crazy. Yeah, it's a lot of heartstrings that happened. Back mm-hmm. then, it was a lot going on. Like, Eddie Guerrero, Eddie Guerrero's death was wild. Because mm-hmm. I remember it was like, that one, it was because I liked him as an actor. But then mm-hmm. when you find out, like, how he went out, it's just like, yeah, he took a Mm-hmm. Yeah, Benoit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Benoit. Yeah, Eddie Guerrero just uh. Yeah, Eddie. He died before Benoit, but mm-hmm. um, I think that played a lot into Chris Benoit's demise. Yeah, because he went into a severe depression, and when they ran that CTE, um, you know, scan on his brain, he had a brain of like an eighty-year-old Alzheimer's patient. Yeah, and he was only like thirty-nine. You know, and Aaron Hernandez had the same thing too. The football you think player. All the balls had something to do with. Oh it? yeah, he had like severe CTE damage. Like man, if you looked up a picture of Benoit's brain, it was just like nothing. Like it was terrible, oh, right? So when you mix that with like steroid abuse and depression and just that, just it was just the outcome. It was just a ticking time bomb, and I just felt like he really just didn't have no control over that. Yeah. And maybe when he came to realization what he did, he just killed himself. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
because he was really depressed, you know, when Eddie left, you know. And it's a um show called Dark Side of the Ring where, you know, they talk about all this stuff, you know, and just like you wrestlers and, you know, just stories like that, man. But like I say in this business, man, the easiest part is the freaking bumps after a while. Like just getting slammed down and, you know, beat up, That's that becomes the easy part. Everything else is just like the politics and just going about it and all that. I mean, that's the hard part, you know. Do the, uh, do, I wouldn't trade it for nothing. Do the chairs hurt? Yeah, they're definitely still. <laughs> if you don't put your hands up, that's on you, you know. That's oh. on you to, like, block it, you know. But usually when you see something crazy happens to a guy, like, you know, getting thrown off a cage or put through a table, that was their idea. Like nobody's gonna ever come to you like, yeah, it's I want to. Like yeah, like, like hey, yeah. Somebody's like gonna come to you like, yeah, all right, I'm gonna put you through ten tables tonight. Now, nah, like the other guy, that was his idea. He'll come to you like, Ooh. yeah, can you put me through like a fire table? You like, you sure you want to do that? Yeah, I- I'm sure. Are they real tables too? Oh yeah. Oh my god. Uh-huh. <laughs> so you mean to tell me, uh, mankind was like, yo, throw me. I'm gonna jump off the top of this cell. Yes, that was definitely yep his idea. Uh, and- it's even a video of him saying that, and Undertaker, he was so uncomfortable with it. Like, he just refused to do it. And, like, mankind, he begged him and begged him, like, please, just throw me off the, the cell. So he was like, <laughs> when he threw that. him off the cell, he could just feel, like, he said he just felt, like, almost his soul leave his body because he thought he killed him. Like, you know, he didn't move. But, yeah, I mean, he got right back up. Then he sent him through it, you know. But now, when they went through the second time, that wasn't supposed to happen. When it broke the second time when he choke slammed him through it. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. That wasn't planned. So when know. that happens, like I know they really thought he killed him. <laughs> then he took a thumbtack bump right after that. Like, man, that's why I was like, nobody gave more to the business than like Mick Foley, bro. Like, that's why I respect him, man. Like I put really nobody up there with Mick Foley, man. When it just comes to like, you know, people that just gave, you know, to the business. You know, their bodies and stuff. Gave his body, his whole body. Yeah, man. It's crazy. Y'all really be out there dabbing through tables. Yeah. But, man, when you get, like, the fans behind you and then you just, like, you just get hype. that rush, you don't even feel it, bro. Like, <laughs> it's like, man, when you walk through that curtain, like, I remember before, you know, my graduation match, I was fighting AR Fox. And, man, I was just so nervous because, like, back then, I just didn't really know as much as I did now. So I would just try to remember everything, like, everything, every move before I go into the match. And it's real harder that way when you try to remember stuff. So, man, you know, I was just a nervous wreck. But, man, A.R. Fox just being, like, you know, I would say he's the best indie wrestler right now. Probably, like, one of the greatest wrestlers ever. Yeah. You know, but, man, he just went in there and carried me. And, you know, we've had so many guys from, you know, our school come out and do big things. Like, it's crazy, man. Like, just from Austin Theory and Leon Ruff and Alex Kane and Damian Tangra. You know, it's the list goes on, man. So, if y'all ever in Atlanta on a Thursday night at 8 o'clock, man, come to the WWA for it. You're going to see a great show, man. Yeah. Yep. That's really dope. Yeah, man. Absolutely. And it's free, man. You can't beat it, man. It's free. Whoa, whoa. So, Can I bring Alcohol in it? Yes. Hell you can, yeah, buddy. You can bring anything. <laughs> yeah, man. So, yeah, we have a good time in there. So, every Thursday. That is dope. That is so. Mm-hmm. 
when it when it comes to the ladder of going up in the professional stats, like from I guess like start from like the bottom on up. Like how was it start? You know, how is it now? Where you go, how does it go on to the next level? Um, see I'm still, you know, getting up the ladder. Um, I started in twenty eighteen. I did a month, you know. Um How'd you find where to go? I was actually in high school and I looked up um, you know, just pro wrestling schools near me and then the one the WWA four came up and I'm glad that one came up because that's really like the best one, you know, and it was like one of the cheapest ones and still is because you know, most places they just try to take your money. Yeah. Like they'll charge you like three, four grand for like half a year. And you're like, what? You yeah, know, like, what so are, like Yeah, so what my school is like sixteen hundred for like a year. And back then it was like three years. But man, you really come out of there and you're getting shows and stuff. Like when I when I finished graduating, I came back in um February first and I graduated April fifteenth. And that's good because, you know, it takes most people like three years to graduate. But yeah. if you stay locked in every day and come, you know, that'll happen. It'll go faster. So as soon as I graduated, I started doing indie shows, you know, and that's where you really learn yourself and your craft, you know. And so what what we'll do is we got like a little group chat, all the guys from my school, and we just, you know, tell each other what's going on this weekend or who has what show going up, who want to tag along. So that's how we just kind of stay busy and, you know, always try to find something to do. We got a little community, so mm-hmm. y'all just speak. That's cool. Yeah, That's man. Cool. So I would say just getting those repetitions in, repetitions in, and just you know going to places, setting up the ring, help take down the ring. You know, promoters see that, and they'll be like, oh, "Okay, yeah, well, you helped set up the ring last time. You know, we'll give you a uh, a match on the pre-show. You do good on the pre-show, they'll move you up to the main show. You know, okay. so it's just like that. You know, you just just network, paying your dues, networking, and just being good, man. And just being able to you know connect with the crowd, and, you know, just get over. Yeah. Super dope. Sure. Yeah, just thinking about it back in the day, because uh, me and Malik, we grew up right across the street from each other back in uh, Jonesboro. Yeah. And I remember we used to watch that gas all the time. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> I don't know how accurate the stuff you do now mm-hmm. is from the stupid stunts. Facts. Because we, we tried some stunts. We tried oh, yeah. some really stupid things. And we. It's good our like moms wasn't around to see like because we tried the table thing like it was a trampoline oh, yeah. in Ernest's backyard. Mm-hmm. We was practicing like DDT in each other Facts. like off the trampoline, not off even tra- on it. Yeah, or, like we were off, yeah. practicing drop kicking each other. Yeah, yeah how, how close were we to? <laughs> yeah, we want some real ECW stuff, man. <laughs> and I feel like that's what really got me right for today. Like just that stuff back then, you know, like. It just primed me for, you know, what's going on right now. And, man, I think about those days, you know, all the time, man, especially, like, when I'm in the ring. And it's, it's a larger-than-life feeling. Like I said, like, when you come through the curtain, like, like sometimes I'll be nervous, like, before I go on. Like, I'll forget the whole match. Like, I'll just be like, oh, my God, you know, like, shit breaks. And then when that music hit and you just go out through the curtain, it's just like you're somebody else. You're not even you no more. Yeah. Like, you just – like I'm blackjack, you know. I'm not Malik no more. I'm not marrying. I'm blackjack, you know. Yeah. But damn man, it's cool. Then you know, when I go through that curtain again. It's just like, uh, you know, I'm just drained or whatever. But you know, man, I love it, man. It's just a um adrenaline rush, and you know the um the fans make it, you know, what it is. You know, we just feed off their energy, 
Yeah. You know, whatever they give me, I just give it back to them, you mm-hmm. know, twice, you know, and I just try to listen to them and give them whatever they want. So, like, we might have something planned, but it'll change just off of the reaction of the fans because we'll try to just give them what they want, you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, that type of – it's – that type of on-the-go acting just seems so crazy to me because mm-hmm. you get – a very short amount of time to mm-hmm. pretty much like have an elevator chat with mm-hmm. the person you're about Facts. to try these crazy <laughs> like I compare it to gymnastics. Yeah, you're putting your life in their hands for real. Like y'all both got each other's life in your hands. And the thing with wrestling is it's kinda like, yeah, if you forget your lines in acting, you know, whatever, but if you forget your lines in a wrestling match or something, you'll probably get knocked out or like <laughs> something bad'll probably happen, bro. Like if you just freeze or forget something or if you're in the wrong spot, like Bro, like you gotta be prepared, like and just aware of all time, you know. Yeah, I was. So, yeah. I was thinking it was a lot like uh, gymnastics, especially over the summer when uh, Simone Biles was saying, like, "Hey, I'm backing out of like the stunts that I'm doing because she was mm-hmm. like, my head isn't in the right place." Mm. And while you jumping in the air doing all these crazy flips, yeah. and for Olympic gymnasts, that's a whole lot more dangerous because there's nobody out there to catch you. Like mm-hmm. if you mess up midway through the air. Facts. You're just gonna break your neck. Like mm-hmm. when you hit the ground, that's just it. Yeah. And for you guys, it's just as dangerous. It, mm-hmm. Like if you forget, like okay, if the other, it's it's not even if you forget, if the other dude forgets, Facts. like hey, remember I'm mm-hmm. flying in the air when this happens, Facts. and remember how to catch me, right? Mm-hmm. And you don't really know the dude that well. Yeah. The best wrestlers are the ones that are like known to be safe and not hurt people. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because if somebody got hurt, then y'all did something wrong. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, nobody should get hurt. You know, usually we try to be vocal and, you know, just kind of communicate to each other before we do something crazy, you know, and make sure the other person knows, you know, what you're going to do to them or whatever like that. But, yeah, man, it's all about trust and just, you know, just pacing, you know, not going too fast, just, you know, being slow and steady. Oh, yeah, and that reminds me of, um, I like to listen to, you know, Jake Roberts and, you know, Ricky Morton, Rock and Roll Express, those guys, and they talk about ring psychology. And, you know, you don't got to go out there and do, like, crazy flips all the time and, like, put yourself through tables because, like, the fans are going to expect that every time. And then it'll get to a point where, like, you got to do it. Like, you got to do this crazy stunt because you're known for doing it all the time. But really, you know, the best wrestlers are the ones that can just do a simple headlock and a simple wrist lock or headlock takeover. Like, all those flips and stuff don't matter if you can't even do a freaking headlock. You know what I'm saying? Like, be good at the basics, like, really good than all the flips and stuff, you know? So, it's just better to be good at that than just, you know, flamboyantly with all the flips. Because in our business, it's a saying that, like, less is more, you know? And that goes a long way. Even when I'm planning my stuff, I just try to, like, dumb it down and just make it, you know, scratch it out, you know, make the simple stuff mean a lot than just a crazy dive, you know? Because <laughs> I, I would know that I'll have to keep doing that. Like, oh, shit, because that's what they're going to want to see. If you do it every single uh-huh. show, it's like we're expecting Blackjack yep. to jump off, you know, that grill and drop kick buddy yep. and get back up. You know who um Sabu is? Uh-huh. Well, basically, Sabu, he used to, like, freaking go through a table every night, man. They called him the homicidal genocidal. <laughs> he was, like, the Iron Sheik's nephew. He still wrestles. Um, I think, I'm not sure, but 
I know, man, he would go through a table every night, and he was just saying, like, the first time he did it, he knew he would just have to keep doing it, you know, because yeah. that's what the fans wanted to see. And, man, that guy did that for, like, 20 years straight, bro. Like, every night he put himself through a table, bro. And now he has, like, no knees. Yeah, like, I was about to say, has, my like, back hurts right now. Two, <laughs> two metal <laughs> knees, bro. You know, so you just don't want to, like, do that to yourself, man. Like, just get over with the simple stuff and just have fun and connect with the crowd. That's how you have long careers and, you know, you know, less surgeries and all that stuff. What type of health insurance y'all got? Because mm-hmm. you just right. go to the doctor every other week, like, yo, like, what? Mm-hmm. How, how'd you get here? Yeah, and see, some guys are, like, really stiff in the ring. Like, man, I had to learn how to, like, hit harder because, like, it's some guys that'll hit you as hard. Like, they'll want you to hit them as hard as they hit you. And, like, we hit with our forearms. Like, we don't really close hand, like, punch, but we hit with forearms and stuff like that. And those guys really lay that stuff in. And we'll get in trouble. Like, it looks worse for us if it didn't connect than if it did connect. So it's better that I kicked you in the head than I didn't, you know, kick you in the head. And it was on camera. So, like, even if I get stiffed or something, I'd be like, cool, at least you got me. And yeah. you didn't get me. You know, I don't even be mad about it. I'd be like, cool, at least it connected. Like, you know, whatever. But, you know, we have receipts, too. Like, a receipt is basically, like, somebody punched you in the mouth. Like, you bring it back. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I but, like, <laughs> like, like, you'll know when it's, like, you know, that's just coming to professionalism. Like, you'll know if something's a mistake. Like, I'll let it slide, you know, sometimes because I just want to, you know, get through the match. But... You know, when you're in there, guys do get excited and adrenaline. You know, he might slip one. And, you know, I've been dazed a couple times and stuff like that. So, you know, it's definitely, you know, that a contact sport for sure. So, um, yeah, man. Yeah, I get that 100%. Because I started picking up boxing. I've been doing jujitsu for years. And something that we always tell any new guy that comes in is if you're going to roll or if you're going to spar, go between 50 to 60 percent mm-hmm. because oh during the spar yeah realistically you're probably like when adrenaline gets pumping landing around 80 percent okay but the thing is is like you train to make people better you don't train to put people in a wheelchair mm-hmm. and more so with sparring because rolling in jujitsu that's a little bit or way more control because you can get you know we would get football players that would come in they're just good at tackling people okay and they would think oh you know i know how to you know, ragdoll somebody. It's like, okay, cool. They will, you know, come up, try to ragdoll me. And it's like, okay, cool. I get them to the ground, put them in an arm bar. They try to ragdoll me again. Cool. Mm-hmm. Put them in a headlock. Try. And because jujitsu is a lot more form. And that's why I think it's the better form of self defense. If you have to learn any type of self defense, jujitsu is it because you can handle yourself a lot better. But in boxing, I started going to this gym in Locust Grove and whenever the younger kids would come through, like I'm 200 pounds, mm-hmm. they would just see me and like, it, it, it kind of sucks for bigger guys mm-hmm. because they just see us and we actually have to tune it down to like 40 to 50% whenever right. we have to spar with smaller guys because mm-hmm. it's really just open ring, open mat, whoever you want to, you know, spar with. You're just working on form. You're not really trying to do anything crazy. Yeah, These small dudes, just have adrenaline pumping and they are Thanks. just swinging the hardest haymakers. Yeah. And, they, and it, the form sucks. Mm-hmm. Their fighting sucks. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, yo, relax. Because if I actually throw this how I'm supposed <laughs> to, I'm going to daze you. Yeah. And gonna, everybody's going to, oh, Jordan, 
you gotta calm down. Mm-hmm. You can't be you can't be hitting them there. And and it's crazy because like there was this uh, little Asian girl named Jackie, and Jackie at first I was actually going like 40 percent because she's maybe like all of a hundred twenty pounds, small, like fit, like she's a jujitsu, mm-hmm. I think brown belt or black belt, I can't remember. So she's a tough girl, like she does Muay Thai, been doing it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm sparring with Jackie and the polite thing to do is like, you know, you throw a light punch and you see what the other person reacts back or the other person nods at you and says you could throw a little bit more on it. Like you never just start off throwing heavy, but the skinnier dudes, they'll come through adrenaline pumping too much. Jackie actually messed one of them up because, you know, they actually took her lightly because they was like, you're a girl. Mm-hmm. And she was like, cool. So can I swing harder? It was like, oh yeah, yeah, you can swing. And she's she she, she dazed one of them. Wow. And it, that's just a respect thing. Like you feel each other out. Like don't just mm-hmm. come in and say like, oh, you're a girl. I'm only gonna go up to this. No, go at mm-hmm. the pace that the other person's supposed to go. Right. Just because I'm 200 pounds and I have a heavier jab than most people, mm-hmm. if I need to lighten up my jab, that's a whole part of the fi- that's a whole part of fighting in itself is controlling yourself. Mm-hmm. When you're doing it, you're not just supposed to be. I, I don't get it. And, but all of a sudden, if you wild. throw a jab a little too stiffly on one of the little skinny dudes who threw 20 haymakers at you, mm-hmm. then you're the bad guy. Yeah. Man, fuck that. <laughs> just hit him. Sometimes I do. Like, I fully expect, like, yeah, the coach is going to get mad at me. And then whenever the coach, like, tells you to, like, hey, yo, let's go. Mm-hmm. It, then it's just like okay, it's either he's gonna teach me something for sticking somebody a little wow. too hard, or it's just gonna be constructive. Okay, you know, boxing, nothing crazy. Wow. But you know, some people, some of the new guys even try to go hard at the coach because mm-hmm. he's a small guy, and yeah. I would just be like, yeah, you're out of your mind because he actually throws the heaviest punch out of everyone in his gym. Yeah. And see, yeah, boxing is very, you know, um, contact and physical sport and it reminds me of this funny story you know um one of these old promoters told me the story how he was training some guys you know down at the school and he was like this marine came in and um you know on the first day of training you know you got to take a bump like you know and you know this it's not the best feeling you know you gotta attack the mat you know with your back man yeah and this guy could not like do it bro he could not take a bump like like sprawl out it was just something about like i don't know like he he just couldn't attack the mac right like he he was just falling awkwardly like it you could just tell it was just very uncomfortable for him man Mm -hmm. so the guy um who was like over the school or whatever he got his like 10 year old son to come in the ring and this man took like 10 perfect bumps in a row like attack the mat like a 10 year old right Man, I heard the Marine, like, he walked out of there and he never seen him again, <laughs> He was like a Marine, man. Like, man. that first week of practice, bro, you would just be like, is this what I want to do? Like, bro, I remember I rethink, rethunk my life so many times. Like, I'll just be like, bro, I'm in over my head, bro. Like, what <laughs> am I doing, bro? Like, why am I doing myself like this? Body be aching. Oh, my gosh. But then after that first week, it was like, oh, okay. You know, you about to get used to it, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's an old saying in wrestling. They was like, every bump you take is like closer to your last or something like that. Each bump is closer to your last bump, mm-hmm. you know. So I don't take as many bumps as I do now, 
than when I was first starting, you know? So yeah. I, I try to try to limit my bumps. And even when I'm working the guy, I try not to bump him so much. Like, I really try to protect the guy, but some guys, they don't care. They just try to do all these crazy moves and stuff. They're just saying, yeah, they, they want to suplex you in your head and stuff. And I just <laughs> be like, no, bro, like, nah, we're not doing that. You know, if it makes sense, Sorry. yeah. But like, you'd be like, have you ever done this before? No. All right, well, you're not finna do this with me. Like, <laughs> so they just be having ideas that they just flat out never, like, hey, you wanna yeah. go skydiving? I mean, you won't even really know for real, like, on the indies. Like, throw you off the house real quick. Yeah, like, you won't even really know if the guy's done it or not unless you've watched some of his stuff, you know? Like, you don't really know nothing about the guy. Like, you'll get somewhere at a promotion and they'll put you up with some guy. You know, he'll tell you what he does. You'll ask him, be like, what do you do? Okay, you do this, you do this. He'll be like, what do you do? Yeah, I do this, I do that, okay, cool, you know, and then y'all just do it, you know, <laughs> and then sometimes on the fly, you know, somebody will just do something crazy, but you always want to tell the guy, you know, like, if you're going to drop him on his head, you know. How many times you got to tell people no? Not many, you know, once you say no, people are very understanding of it, you know yeah, what I'm saying, they don't like, they don't, know. nah, it's very, mm. ain't nobody going to peer pressure you into doing something. You know, but, man, I watch a lot of, like, New Japan. You know, those guys over there, man, they get down, man. Like, they got more of a strong style. They call it, like, strong style wrestling. Mm. And they just full-on connect, man. I'm talking about, man, they get down. Like, they drop each other on each other's head. They punch in the face. They really put it in, bro. And I and I wish somebody would go over there and talk about it's fake, what they doing. <laughs> man, what, bro? I would show you some stuff. You would be like. It's a lucha. It's called New Japan. Um, pro wrestling, oh, but I know, um, okay. yeah, luchadors get down too, man. Um, what's that, lucha underground, you know? And it's just a lot of underground stuff too. You would have to find, you know. But man, man, that stuff be real, bro. Like, the only thing I guess they could say just fake about it is just like it being choreographed, you know. But that's not even the case half the time because that doesn't even I mean, go. You know, the Fast and Furious movies are still successful. Yeah. And clearly, a car doesn't have 10 gears in it. Facts. So, <laughs> you know, people Facts. can sit down and enjoy a wrestling match and not just sit there the whole time. Yeah. This isn't real. I know that. Yeah. If you do this with a table, he can't. And I was it. like, if you go into it with that attitude, you'll never enjoy it and have fun. Like, you just got to, man, right. just don't, just have fun with it. Like, just try to enjoy it and you will, you know. Like, don't think about it too hard. Just... You know, enjoy the just show. enjoy like, the art, man. It's man, art. You yeah. can't be cynical about every single thing. Cause uh-huh. I think all of us go through that phase at some Facts. point in our life where it's like, I'm not going to watch that because it's not real. No, it's supposed to be about yeah. the show, the storyline that's going along with it, the acting and the life-threatening stunts that they're putting on just to entertain you in the first Facts. place. Like, sit down and have enough respect to just at least watch. Thank you, man. And shit, nothing on TV is real, man. Like, not even the freaking news. I was <laughs> 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 like, man, don't tell me that, man. Nothing's real, bro. Like, come on, bro. All this shit is fake, bro. We're living in the Matrix, bro. <laughs> this is an alternate universe. Yeah, in 2021, <laughs> you can't take anything serious anymore. Yeah. Everything that pops up, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'll be just sitting watching my mom, watching other people, like, yeah, stuck on the news, watching stuff. Like, it's, come on, bro, bro, especially being in the military, everything got to be. And I was security, so we just get all the dumbest questions in the world. Mm. Like, well, they let the canine dogs over there, and they left too early. I was like, do you do you know how 
impossible that is in my job for that to even happen. Like, mm. to leave the, the dog is literally a part of the person. Like, uh-huh. honestly, they would prefer oh, wow. for the dog to come back before you come back. Yeah. Like, so yeah. I, had, I had to check a few people because I was like, yo, don't start spreading misinformation when it comes to my job because uh-huh. I'm not like a super security forces person, yeah. but you're not going to talk down on my people. Like, we don't do what we're supposed to do. Like, for my canine people that was down there in Afghanistan having to handle all that stuff, mm-hmm. for you to even have the audacity to try to sit here and talk about, oh, they did this wrong. They, they did things that y'all are sitting here talking about doing that you'll never even signed up to do. And mm-hmm. the office is right down the street, easy to sign up for. As long as you're not a felon or you have like a medical condition, most of y'all can go there and fix it. And if you mm-hmm. don't like what's going on, there's elections that happen that vote mm-hmm. people in. Local elections matter yeah. a whole lot more. When it like people yeah. fake care about the troops and fake care about the medical yeah. professionals, but they all say COVID is fake and the military is doing a bad job yeah. until the world is ending. Like yes. when COVID first broke out, they were like, "Oh, nurses help, blah blah blah." But now they all screaming fake news. Yeah. But we, they really could just be sitting down, get vaccinated or not. It's up to you. I really don't care. Mm-hmm. And turn on WWE Facts. and enjoy a good show. And that's why I still, like, stand for the pledge. Like, even, like, when I go places and, you know, I see people take a knee or sit down, you know, I might not put my hand over my heart. But I, I still stand just out of the respect just of, like, the American dream because you can, like, literally be anything here you want to be if you work hard. You know, you, you like – it's kind of like pent against us sometimes, you know, as African-Americans, but I feel like we still have a good opportunity here, yeah. you know, it's just yeah. to be whatever you want to be, man. Like, and I was like, if I didn't like America that much or whatever, then why I just don't move or somewhere. So, you know what I'm saying? I always have that much respect because I live here and I was born here, you know, and shoot, I don't feel like, you know, rules are, you know, perfect anywhere you go it's always going to nah, be something you know but I no feel, place in the world perfect. yeah you know but i feel like you know we got enough going here where like you could be something and work hard and you know make something out of yourself so I, you know i have that much respect to just at least stand you know but i don't doubt people either for taking the knee you know yeah so you know it's all you know just freedom of choice and you know and i feel like people shouldn't be criticized for you know doing just that. making a decision that isn't gonna hurt nobody mm-hmm. like just just respect each other's decisions if it don't hurt you. Yeah. And just try to enjoy life a little bit yeah. more. We all too focus on the worst things in the world happening. Mm-hmm. And it's like, look, all the stuff that's been happening that screwed up in the world has been happening. The processes, at least in America, there are some processes that we could take to help different things out. Mm-hmm. And for us to still have the freedom to, you know, go out and, uh, go for your professional wrestling career mm-hmm. do that for however long and whenever you're done with that it's like i think i want to go try something else mm-hmm. and you have the pure freedom to go do it facts, if you want to go join the military if you mm-hmm. want to go back to college if you want to move to a whole different state that's 800 miles away and restart your life somewhere you else yeah you cannot do that in england you cannot yeah. do oh, that wow. in spain you wow. cannot do that in most of these countries all mm-hmm. around the world because you're moving into a whole different culture, a whole nother language, and yep. a whole nother political system. Mm-hmm. But in America, you have way more chances yep. to just better your life. You have the freedom to praise whatever God you want, right. whatever devil, openly, and not be freaking you can talk criticized. About the if you want. You if know you what I'm saying? Him, if you love them. <laughs> like, man, that's that's pretty, that's pretty rad, Because I dare you know? Russian to say something about Putin. Mm-hmm. I Facts. dare. <laughs> uh-huh. mm-hmm. Never oh, seen. North Korean guy say something about 
Kim Jong. They would mm-hmm. never do it. You know, just even like, you know, with the cops killing, you know, um, unarmed black men and stuff, you know, at least we still get the right to, you know, just protest and just, and make you know, better. try to make it better, you know, but Publicize. other places, they can't even really even do that, you know, so. Yeah, they are just flat out, like, yeah. the Afghan, like, Afghanistan's president literally left. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine how wow. terrifying that is. Like, we all think America is so bad, but it's like, and I've heard a, lot, a few Americans say, oh, well, they should punish that man. They should do this. It's like mm-hmm. you do understand American laws and international laws are totally different, right? Facts, like facts. the way that he's even going to get handled when he does get handled, mm-hmm. if he does get handled, is going to be in an international trial. Like it's not going to be an oh, yeah. American trial. Like mm-hmm. it's a compilation of multiple countries, mm-hmm. politicians deciding on what's going to happen, buddy. In America, if you, Biden can't just up and leave and say, I'm done being the president. That Thanks. isn't a thing. Mm-hmm. And even if he is, there's a process of like, okay, well, Kamala Harris is there. Okay, well, the, I think Secretary of Defense, I might be wrong about that. Mm-hmm. But there's always a chain of command that drops all the way down to the president, which theoretically would eventually lead to you if the world completely went to shit. Mm-hmm. But there is a process to everything in America, whether if it sucks, if it can get better, at least we can change it. Definitely. Yeah, man. You know, people, you know, our ancestors died for that, right? You know, for us to even change it. And it's this old saying that I hear, like, the enemy never tells you when they lost, you know? So I heard that our grandparents actually, like, broke the system, you know, just even, like, in the civil rights movement and all that stuff, like, how it is now. This is because, you know, our ancestors, they, you know, they broke the system and they won and they beat the enemy. You know, but the enemy doesn't tell you when they lose. No. You know, but we still, I feel like we still got, you know, some ways to come. But, um, you know, definitely, you know, getting better. I feel like we just got to get everybody, you know, at least on the same page. We got to take shit less you know? serious, but understand mm-hmm. what we're, like, elaborating in the first place. Mm-hmm. Like, if we sit down and we're giving, we're giving the news more weight than we give the medical system. Yeah. That literally does not make sense. Mm-hmm. Like the doctors and the physicians are the ones telling us, like, "Hey, there's different variants happening. So even if you got the vaccine once, the next variant might hit you, mm-hmm. and it's just like you can't be a thousand percent sure mm-hmm. of what's going to happen." Yeah, that's understandable because I've gotten the flu shot multiple times. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I get horrifically sick from yeah. the flu shot. Other times, really, the last few years, knock on wood. The flu shot's done nothing to me, mm-hmm. but they give it to you every year because it continues to mutate. Yeah, and I'm no professional in it. I'm not gonna try to pretend to be a professional in it, but whether just the freedom of choice is all I could ask for from as a service member is, mm-hmm. however you decide to express yourself. Yeah, that's cool. Even if you're angry at how other people express themselves, mm-hmm. that's still 100 percent your freedom. Yeah. The fact that you can just even express yourself, you know what I'm saying? That's just, like, what I'm saying. Like, it's just a blessing. And, you know, people don't know how good they got something until it's gone or until you see it from the other side, you know? Just the fact that, you know, you can even go down the street and buy a steak, you know, that's just amazing, you know? So, um, I'm not sure about the whole Flint 
Michigan thing, if they ever got clean water or not. Uh, no, I'm, I'm pretty sure they uh, <laughs> That was kind of random. <laughs> I feel like the corona was a distraction from that, like, because I feel like when the corona happened, like, you just didn't hear about Flint no more, like. That's every problem, they even get the, Yeah, like, yeah, everything is mattering, like. Yeah, they switch up the pace. Heart attacks went out the windows, diabetes, all that. Yeah, it's car just crashes, coronas, DUIs, yeah. everything. Yeah. It's stuff happening in the world, believe yeah. like India is having a whole revolt right now. Wow. <laughs> they are going crazy for good reason. Mm-hmm. A, not a good reason, but for a reason. Okay. But yeah, they like to change up the narrative and uh-huh. people be so stuck on so stuck on the news and it's just like, yo, let's just watch wrestling. Yeah. I feel like that's like that's the escape. I feel like that's like the Let's escape reality me. for a minute. Yeah, like let's escape. That's what I do. That's that I honestly look for that. Yeah, it's just to escape. It's it's so hard to yeah, just even socialize with people nowadays. Yeah. Like we were here talking about uh some of the places he goes in Atlanta because I just mm-hmm. got back in November. I've been a student most of the time, so I don't really get out that much. And the place I stay isn't uh I'm not mad at it, but it's not as lively. And trying to find a place that isn't just like loud blasting music where you're going to spend $120 Correct. just to have a good night. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to do that every day. It cost $100 just to wake up in Atlanta. And <laughs> I was just telling my friend that, bro. Like, you're going to spend $100 just waking up, bro. Like, it's crazy, man. It's getting so you know, And it's just getting more expensive. That's why I was like, man, I feel like the best thing you could do now is to just buy some property somewhere or some land or like, you know. A old bando and just fix it up and just saying you own something, man. Because I feel like in the next 10 years, it's going to be so hard bro, to just was, even buy anything downtown or just bro, I don't even anywhere, think it's going to take that long. Right yeah, now, but, yeah. right now, rent in Atlanta is at least like 14 for 15, a studio. $1,500 yeah. for a studio. For some of the people listening, they're like, oh, that's not that bad. Mm. Well, our minimum wage and our median like yeah. level of income is considerably Facts. different from the people in like Boston and LA. So yes. yeah, that's a lot of money to us. Like Yeah. If you're know, not scamming and selling drugs and all that stuff. All the PPP people, they coming for you. Yeah. <laughs> y'all thought y'all was slick. Like yeah. hey, they ain't touched them yet, bro. I don't know. <laughs> uh they just had I just seen one news article. It was some reality show t- uh reality show star mm-hmm. just got sentenced to seventeen years. Oh, shit. He must have yeah. hit on a million dollars or something. He, it, all, I, all it said was he had... Well, I didn't like click on the link, so uh-huh. this might just be, you know, BS. But it said he used the PPP loan to buy jewelry, lease a Rolls Royce, which is the funniest thing I heard, and pay his child support. And I was like, bro, you use federal money to pay your child support? Like, you don't think that they track that? Like, that's... Like, what made right. you pay your child support money with, like, money you hustled from the government? <laughs> like, think about that. Yeah. That don't even make sense, dog. Thanks, so, man. I don't know. And, of course, whenever they say 17 years, typically a lot of those years get clicked down, depending on, like, what gets negotiated behind the way. So, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, you could steal a bar of candy, and it's like, oh, larceny is, you know, chargeable up to two years' worth of prison, but it's like you stole a Snickers bar. Like, wow. Like get where slap you on the wrist. I hear um money laundering is like very popular when it comes to like art. I hear like that's like one of the number one things how you can like legally like launder money. 
you say art. Yeah, like it's a art. tax write off. Yeah, because you could sell a piece of art for like a million dollars. Yeah, and like a, a painting. Right you so know what I'm saying? There's real no, there's no paper trail of saying like what mm-hmm. is the value of that. Like Facts. a Banksy photo could be like you know all he did was like spray paint a line on uh-huh. like a piece of drywall. Ain't that crazy? Five million dollars. Wow. How? Yeah. How? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that and I heard. You know who I think be money laundering, bro? But uh, mattress stores. Because mm. yeah. don't nobody be a mattress store. Don't nobody buy mattresses wow. like that. Never. Wow. How about my mattress? And store? there's one like on every other block. Wow. I I, I never thought never about seen it like anybody that. in them. Mm. Ever. You're right. Ever. Like and I, they stay open. Like. I, yes. Like till mm. ten o'clock at night. Wow. I am 26 years old, mm. and I don't think my mom or anyone in my family, <laughs> I can't. Mattresses just come up out of nowhere. Like, I don't even know where people get mattresses from. I they just appear. <laughs> I challenge anybody that's listening to this. Yeah. Remember, just think about, like, if you could, like, DM me and just say, who do you know that you remember <laughs> saying, like, oh, I'm going to the mattress store today? Because I swear to God, I have never nobody in my life. Where did the mattresses come from? Like I'm really I ain't gonna lie. I've been to the mattress store once. Okay, that's but I was the only person in that motherfucker. I bet you were. Like I've never. That's it. Like when I go to buy my furniture, I guess that's where I bought my where I bought my mattress Mm because I got it from Ashley's. Okay. And Ashley's was like, "Do you want to bed with it?" Because they sell the mattresses. So it's like, yeah, I can get a new mattress. I wonder how much it's like too much for a mattress, like. My mattress was like $8.50. Like, I guess that's a good like price. 12, you know? Like, a mattress is the one thing I would say is worth You would have to spend, yeah, because. Think yeah. about all them nights yeah. they're breaking through tables, and it's like, let me yeah. lay down. Uh huh. Yeah. I got it after. I think I spent like $1,200. I got wow. mine on my on a mattress. Yeah. My back was so bad. Like, I was sleeping on a twin bunk bed Ooh. for six months. Damn, little mattress. Yeah, ain't, yeah. ain't got nothing on them tuna cans. Martin been <laughs> sleeping in because he in the Navy. Chill out. Hey, man. There's so, a mattress on that boat. I know it is. Is, is it big? Or like, is it? No, it's like, it's I guess like half an inch thick. Yeah, I was about to say, is it even a box spring on that thing? It is. It's a, it's a spring. It's a spring mattress. It's like maybe three or four inches thick. It's actually not bad, bro. I promise you it's not bad. Nah, I, I'm through with spring mattresses because I was sleeping on one in Turkey, and I remember one of the springs broke, and it that, that was the most uncomfortable wake-up I ever had in my mm. life. It just shot spring. me in my back. I was like, the Man. spring? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, the spring, because it didn't go through the mattress, but oh, okay. it just shot up. It, I pretty much got jabbed in my ribs, and I was wow. like, like I jumped out of bed and I had to like drag the mattress out and what? go over to the tent we ain't supposed to be in and I just grabbed a new one. Yeah, and it probably had. I'm surprised that ain't none of the mattresses had bed bugs because it was just hundreds of them in an open, just like an wow. unlocked tent that had is cats it, in it. Is it like hostile in Turkey? I, I wonder like how is the environment there? No, it's beautiful actually. Yeah, a lot of the Middle East is actually like Afghanistan. Mm. I heard is a very beautiful country. It just wow. has horrible people in it. Mm. Wow. Like, Turkey is actually beautiful. Mm. Like, Istanbul, uh, Ankara. Okay. Uh, a lot of those places are, like, real big tourist Man, I used to work locations. for um, Customs for Delta, 
with um Turkish Airways, man, and like these big, huge planes would just come, and I would just see like all the people coming off. Mm-hmm. You know, they would have the craziest stuff with them, man. They would bring like so much food and stuff with them. <laughs> And like I'll take them through customs it's and like I'd you, be like, you can't what the bring fuck? all that food. Yeah, it's like just cheese and fish and like, <laughs> oh my god, like the smell. Oh my god, bro. I could not describe it. So the they smell. just put loose fish in a bag. Yes, bro. Like, like, bro. They check that in through the airport and they really let that through. Man, like, bro, I don't know how bro. they that got it in. But they, they couldn't take it out, you know. <laughs> a lot of that stuff. <laughs> It was crazy. My mom. I know your mom is. I was about to say, Mark, your mom is pretty (laughs) foreign. (laughs) Yes. So she brought a chicken in a bag. (laughs) No, 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 no. So when I lived in Washington, right, Mm -hmm. um, we I would go crabbing like when she was like around because she liked eating crabs and shit. Mm -hmm. And I caught a bunch of crabs, and she had to flight back home. She was like, "Oh, I really want to take this crab home with me." I'm like, "All right, cool. We'll like." ship it to you or something, you know, put it in an icebox and we'll ship it to you. Now, this woman bought like a, uh, what is it called? Like a insulated tote, put all the crabs, it was like 15 crabs. And were they dead? Yeah, they were dead. Okay. But she put it, she bought it on her plane, she brought it as carry-on and kept it moving. Wow. How did she get crabs through... I don't even know, bro. I called her just to make sure she was good, just to make sure she was uh, she was there. Like somehow, some way, it worked out. Oh my goodness! Yeah, that man. So it's been so long since you know I was doing customs and stuff, but man, I'm telling you, people would bring the craziest stuff. It's almost like they don't trust American food, so they just bring their own food. Which is not too hard to, you know, believe, man. Because I hear, like, microwaves are, like, illegal in Russia. Like, they don't even use microwaves over there. I'm not sure how true that is. It might be. It's a yeah. lot of stuff. It might. It's just. And I hear other countries won't even take our food. Like. Oh, our food is terrible. Yeah. I'll say that from living like, overseas. Just fake. Like, our food our is just not GMO'd even real. GMO'd up. Yes. Like, that's why I started cooking, like, my own stuff after mm-hmm. a while. You go overseas and you go to the same like fast food joints like McDonald's, mm-hmm. Burger King. KFC. It probably tastes different, huh? When I I just got back from Costa Rica mm-hmm. and we had got some uh we had just like went over to this one little restaurant, got some chicken, and first of all, they gave us three and a half chickens. Mm-hmm. So not like chicken wings. Just whole chickens. Whole chickens. Whoa. For like fifteen dollars. So wow, it, that's not bad. Was, yeah, it, that seems pretty cool. Costa Rica, highly, wow. highly suggest. You know, I'll give people the details because I think, like, we spent like fifty five dollars a day on the place we were staying, and it was wow. It was a pretty cool. It it was you know mm-hmm. when rappers say like oh I went out to this country and I mm-hmm. stayed on a compound. Oh, like we stayed that. on a compound. Wow. For $50, huh? For $55 a night. And uh, I use airline miles, so I got out there. Yeah, my plane ticket was like $100. Wow. So I spent... Man, that's all right. Yeah, I spent about $350 to get out there. And it was was pretty cool. But yeah, they gave us three each, Mm -hmm. three and a half chickens. Wow. And just eating the chickens, first of all, way tougher because you could tell like... Mm. He just took this chicken straight off the road and oh, wow. murked Buddy. Really? But the whole time, like, we ate a lot, but we never felt bloated. Mm. And I realized, like, 
mm. you know, thinking about all the, because when I went to Morocco, it was the same thing because yeah. they cook really fresh, mm. like farm chickens, like straight from down the street. And I was just like, yeah, American food, like that bloated feeling isn't natural yeah, at all. I hate that feeling. Like beef in general. Like that's when I realized oh, a man. lot of our beef has a lot of just bad stuff in yes, it. Yes, man. I try to eat beef like once a week because, you know, it takes your body like seven days just to break it down, man. That red meat is just bad for you, man. So I eat a lot of fish and like turkey. Yeah. You know, I try to eat chicken. You know, I try to stay away from red meat, you know, man. The, Definitely. Bro. The more I dropped it off, the more energy mm-hmm. I started to feel over oh, time. Yeah. You feel like a significant difference when mm-hmm. you stop eating like slabs of ribs, pork yeah. chops. Oh yeah, I don't even eat pork. You know. Yeah, pork in general is just mm-hmm. falling off. Like bacon, I, I never really, I never cared about bacon that much as a kid, but uh-huh. it, that's kind of like the older generation that yeah. still likes the traditional Facts. foods. Because you know, pigs eat anything, man. So you, you know, you just want to be mindful of that. And um, they say the meat that we eat don't even eat meat, you know. So that's just something to think yeah. of too. And I was like, wow, that's deep, you know. Like, yeah, we eating meat that don't even eat planet. meat. Don't they eat, eat plants, meat. you the know. Giraffe don't eat meat. Yeah, rhinos don't eat buffalo. Don't eat meat. Yeah, and people be like, well, you know, protein comes from meat, but it really doesn't. You know, protein comes from the plants that the um, animals eat. You know, and the plants get it from the sun. Facts. Facts in the sun is really like the number one thing, man. That's where you, we get everything from. But man, I hear it's like this theory or this conspiracy, whatever, that Bill Gates is actually <laughs> trying to like block the sun. You I'm not sure how true that is. Block it off. But this man is trying to like block the sun, bro, or something like that. I don't that. think he's going to live long enough for that science to yeah. exist to be able Facts. to do it. I do think he's like when you hit that level of rich, him and Jeff Bezos, like. I don't. I don't care what they do in general. As long you know, when it starts affecting me, I guess that's when I'll start caring. Mm-hmm. But when you get that rich, the ideas you have to have of like what gives your life purpose. Because when mm-hmm. you're that rich, yeah, like I'm personally terrified of. I've told many yeah. people I'm terrified of winning the lottery because yeah, man, what? My, that's, that's terrifying. My view of what matters mm-hmm. is like okay, well, like on my day to day because my day to day is like going to school getting mm-hmm. paid going to school and finishing my degree so I can, you know, become an engineer. Yeah. But it's like if I don't even need to work. Like Bill Bill all these guys can literally stop working right mm-hmm. now and three generations of their bloodline will never have to work. Man, I saw something where they was like Jeff Bezos has enough money to where, like, I think he made, like they said, it's close to him making, like, $300,000 every single day since the time Jesus was, like, crucified. <laughs> this man, yeah. they said this man's wealth is worth, like, 300000 I think it was 300000 or it was something thousand every day since the day that Jesus was crucified. Do you know, like, bro, you could literally feed the whole world forever with that, bro, like, Oh man, that's crazy! It's so much in that part. Like you figure out yeah. after going enough places, some countries just flat out. The Afghanistan is a mm-hmm. real big example. We were out there for twenty years. Some countries just flat out do not want our help, mm-hmm. or they'll just leech us. That's mm-hmm. what the last twenty years in Afghanistan was. That's what uh, some countries in Africa, like Senegal, is still messed up because they don't want our help. Yeah, like some countries just flat out deny us and. 
as Americans, like, like we got to respect that, you know. Yeah, like, we're not colonists. Like we can't. Yeah. That that age is over. We're mm-hmm. not trying to, you know, <laughs> nation build anymore. Yeah. Definitely, man. Definitely. Especially if they operate off different morals. Like a lot of these countries are Muslim states, and mm-hmm. a lot of American laws and everything we do are Christian based. Yeah. So it's a lot of conflict with that in general. Mm-hmm. So you just got to respect enough countries to have mm-hmm. their space and also know, you know, they're landlocked between other crazy countries. Mm-hmm. So us trying to figure out their politics is telling the fish to climb a tree. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, they're, they're, it, we can't apply our system to their system and assume that it's going to work. Okay. I was talking to somebody recently and they were even comparing mm-hmm. like the COVID uh, uh, surveys, the COVID, uh, what is it called? The census. Mm-hmm. in different countries and they were comparing america to israel i was like you can't do that yeah because for one our climates are totally different our population density is totally different the environments around our country is totally, totally different. different yeah if you go 100 miles west of israel you're in a whole different place mm-hmm. if you go 100 miles from most states in america you're probably still going to be in the same state and we mm-hmm. all operate under the same medical system we all operate under similar enough rules that it's easier for our senses to apply to us but we can't apply our senses to the uk because the Mm -hmm. uk is totally different wow so you know and this is all you know people looking at the news and digesting what they digest from that Mm -hmm. which is like digesting pork if you try to sit in front of the news every single day and think you're going to get something beneficial off of it especially like the political the political Mm -hmm. news you could get the same value for what you're trying to get from like a newspaper yeah. from uh from a un what is it a unmonetized a unmonetized mm-hmm. like news source Facts. because they're not being pushed by anybody voting for them they're not being pushed by anybody sending them a certain amount of money or any funders yeah they're just putting the news out yeah the and see and you want to be undiluted news you can get Yep, and you want to be careful, you know, what you read and listen to because, you know, they say fear can just weaken your immune system. Just being scared all the time and living in fear, mm-hmm. that makes you weak, man. Like, it makes you, you know, it weakens the immune system. So I'm like, man, these people watching the news all the time, you know, living in fear, man, that can't be good. Like, for your, your immune, man, just being fearful all the time and just... You know, it messes up your brain. Like if mm-hmm. you're sitting in fear, that's chemicals in your brain and hormones. Mm-hmm. That's just oversaturating everything going on in your head. And yep. your brain is the nervous system of everything else that yep. happens in your body. Yeah. So if you oversaturate the thing that makes everything else in your body operate in the first place, Fact. it's going to affect the rest of your yep. body in some way, shape or form. You're going to be more mm-hmm. fatigued. That's going to lead to more stress on your muscles, which is going to lead to stress on your tendons bones mm-hmm. your organs like if you you can't just sit and, and it's crazy how it's all tied in too because you know what they say your second brain is it's in your stomach yeah because what you put in your stomach is going to determine you know yeah. the outcome what of you your actions very much so that's like really you know it's all tied in together man your diet mat- matters a mm-hmm. lot they say you know like you are what you eat you know and that's true man yeah like man that plays a lot into what thinking you know but and it's crazy that doctors won't tell you that um and it's crazy too most doctors don't take nutrition like they just study medicine but they don't study nutrition and yeah, i think that's like a fact yeah a whole you know like 
they don't even yeah you know so a doctor would never tell you to like i mean they might you know eat an orange or stop eating pig, <laughs> stop eating pig feet like they ain't gonna tell you to stop eating pig feet or bacon they just gonna give you blood pressure medicine that's yeah. gonna make you you know weaker but all you got to do is just you know change your lifestyle eat better take you know vitamins and work out at least go jog you know once a week yeah, but, make sure your heart beats the right way if yeah you can breathe right and your heart mm-hmm. doesn't do weird things like running is the best litmus test oh yeah and i do it i started doing it more over time like at first i was heavy into weightlifting, but now mm-hmm. i'm more into just cardiovascular health on top of weightlifting. Facts. just because i want to make sure especially during covid because they say one of the things that goes away that is going to be affected if you mm-hmm. get COVID is going to be your breathing in your lungs. Facts. That's why every time I go to the gym, I run. I run yeah. at least one mile and I make sure like, okay, does any, and also just the functionality of the body. If you go run and your knee doesn't feel weird, mm-hmm. your back doesn't feel weird. It's like, okay. And I could breathe properly. Everything's going good. Like it's, it's your own preventive maintenance. It's like eating an apple a day keeps the dentist away. Running mm-hmm. keeps it it's like a track record of making yeah. sure that okay i know that my at least my heart is working right mm-hmm. and my lungs are working right yeah. if other things go wrong ain't much i can do about that Facts. but you know if you stop breathing or if your heart stops beating Facts. you'll die and the number one thing too is um you know just being hydrated man and i hear like the number one cause of alzheimer's you know with older adults are due to dehydration you know because you know the um older people not getting enough oxygen i mean you know what they call it fluids in their younger years and then their older years you know your bodies can't function without the right fluids and even when you're drinking water people don't know that you want to make sure you're drinking the right water because you could be drinking the wrong water and not getting the proper nutrients from Mm -hmm. it you know so like i don't even drink purified water because like if you test the ph levels in it it's it's way off like I drink spring water or just like certain type of, you know, a spring water because you want to make sure you're getting the right nutrients from it. That's like eating an apple that was sprayed by pesticides. You're not going to get the nutrients from it because yeah. it was sprayed, you know. And most, you know, food like that that's been contaminated with, you know, pesticides, it starts with the number four. You usually want to buy, you know, organic fruits or, you know, fruits that start with the number nine because you're going to get all the nutrients from it. You know, so you could be doing something and unconsciously not knowing it, you know, and I hear like the wrong water actually ages you really fast, like, you know, just drinking the wrong water. So, you know, that's that just blew my mind when I figured that out, you know, the whole time I was just drinking like the wrong water and not getting the right nutrients. And it started with me because I went on a five day fast, man, like. I just drank water for five days. Mm-hmm. You know, I would just want to cleanse my blood. You know, I had got sick around the time when COVID had first came. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to just stop eating and just go on a fast for five days because I had did it before in the past. Mm-hmm. And when I was like, you know, looking up Dr. Sabi and all that stuff, and I hear it's actually easier to stop eating than it is to just eat less during the day. So that's how mine's kind of happened, you know, like that. But man, it was such a spiritual journey and just like the battle with the mind, you know, you know, just getting over that hunger stage. Cause once you hit that second day of not eating, it's really not that hard. You know, once you get on like that fourth or fifth day, you really conquer the brain, like your mind, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And 
you wouldn't eat even if you even if you wanted to, you know. But then, like, I used to have so much energy, man. I would just be up all night because I just got so much energy. Because, man, I remember just feeling so like divine, like awakened, <laughs> like you know, after you get past that hunger stage, you know, you just be having so much energy and stuff like that. But a num- um, a very important thing is after you get done fasting, you don't want to like pig out or like eat solid food because that can actually kill you yeah. or, or like mess you up real bad. You want to start off like, you know, if you didn't eat for like a week or two weeks, it's better to start off like juicing again and then work your way back up to those whole foods, you know? Yeah, just for your stomach to be able yeah, to digest, digest and get in the rhythm of digesting it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. So... You know, most people, they do, like, I believe it's called intermittent fasting. Yeah, they do it every fasting. day. You know, they'll, like, not eat from, like, they'll eat, like, their first meal will be at 12, and they'll eat up to, like, 8 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, that's great, you know? And um, the definition of breakfast is break fast. It's breaking the fast from which your body sleep was sleeping cycle. through the night. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, the most important part when you're sleeping, like, that's the longest time you go without food, I hear, when you're, like, going to sleep and when you wake up that next day, mm-hmm. you know, that's when your body's, like, fasting, really. And when you kind of eat at the right time, it's just good, you know, like, I would say the best time to eat your first meal is probably, like, 11 or 12 o'clock, yeah. you know, because it gave your body all that time to, you know, heal and just break down everything and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, man. But, you know, they ain't going to tell you that in school, though, so... Nah. Stuff like that, I mean, you just got to go out and just find for yourself, you know. And just talk to people about it. Mm-hmm. Like, these are way healthier conversations yeah. than what most of the Facts. news, what anything on TV really puts in front of you nowadays. Like, you know, being able to handle stress and handle the down spirals that happen in your life. Because one thing that is true is most people, most of the stress that we're going through isn't unique. Somebody mm-hmm. you know, nine times out of ten, has gone through it. Mm-hmm. And something that I'm like, I still adapt to myself is you just gotta embrace, you just gotta live in the suck sometimes. Like, mm-hmm. life is gonna do what it wants to do. Your brain is gonna throw you for a loop from time to time. Like, there isn't an answer to everything. I don't think there's anybody living in 100% divine life anywhere on this right. planet. Just being able to understand like the ruts that you're going through are ruts and it sucks. Like mm-hmm. sometimes reaching out to a friend doesn't even help. Some people oh go to ther- therapy helps some. Therapy mm-hmm. doesn't help others. Just being able to recognize like yeah, the stress I'm going through is a phase in the first place and yeah. just actively doing something to step outside of your comfort zone. Like go to mm-hmm. a movie by yourself. Facts. Um hit up a bookstore. I started going to a bookstore and just the people you meet in it, mm-hmm. you can have a healthy, digestible conversation Facts. about anything. Like yeah. you can pick a book in the store and just talk about it. Or, mm-hmm. You know, go to a coffee shop and sit there. And if you got some work to do, like leave your house, take your laptop with you, go somewhere else and do your work. Like mm-hmm. change up the scenery. At least that gives you a high note in your day. Even if every day is just, you know, gut punch after gut punch. Mm-hmm. Just one thing. I would say you absolutely shouldn't do. Don't just try to sleep until the next day because mm-hmm. sleeping might not work. Mm-hmm. If you start associating your brain to sleeping when you're stressed out, mm-hmm. that isn't because your brain you probably get remembers tired, patterns. Yeah. Your mm-hmm. brain matches patterns. And if that's the pattern you teach your brain to do, 
like if that's the one thing you don't do when you get stressed out, cool. Like mm-hmm. you're on a good path. Yeah. Just Yeah, man. I feel like perception is everything. Like whatever you believe, that's what it will be, you know. So it was this experiment where like um it was a group of people, I want to say maybe it was like 10 people and the doctor he gave, he told the people that he put sleeping medicine in like a couple of the drinks, you know what I'm saying? And the people that didn't take the sleeping medicine fell asleep and the people that did take it, they stayed up, some of them. So just the people thinking that they took it made them go to sleep, you know what I'm saying? So like you could just think about something so hard and then you would just start to believe it, man. So me and my friend, we would joke around, man. When I was an electrician, man, like it was just such hard work, bro. Like I was working from like six to six, Monday through Saturday, and I was like, man, this is the hardest job ever. <laughs> but then I would just tell myself, I'd be like, man, you know what? I love my job. Like, even though I hated it, and me, <laughs> me and my friend, we would just crack up. Like, man, we would have to walk like a half mile just to the freaking job site. And we just walk in in the rain like, hey, man, I love my job. <laughs> but, but like, we would just keep saying it. But it, it just made us like be happy and love it just because we was just saying it and having fun with it. But like, if I would have been like, Man, I'm walking in this rain. My feet hurt. You know, this is going to make it worse. But, like, sometimes you just got to, like, try to find the good and just that's, that's lie to yourself true. sometimes until you believe it, you know. Man, I did that Because it can always was, be worse. <laughs> I was up in Alaska, and I was yeah. I was going through, you know, some dude was trying to get me kicked out of the Air Force. I was, oh, you know, I was going through the process of that, pretty much trying to prove myself. Like, there's a, I talked about it before. Mm-hmm. But between that, uh, I was put on, like, education restriction. Like, they just wanted me to go to work so they could assess wow. me and stuff. And the main reason I joined was for school. So a lot of my purpose was kind of gone, too. And I'm, you know, thousands of miles away from home. Alaska's dark in the wintertime. All the time it's dark. It's cold outside. Wow. The whole lot, man, everything. <laughs> and dude was just out there. Yeah. I couldn't do no right whenever I come to work, even if I just – try to stay out the way that it oh trust me i know and man uh it was every day was just a struggle i was just tired all the time i would be quiet my whole mood changed and one dude and his name was kevin he told me when i was in the patrol car with him you know he was a good buddy of mine he was trying to cheer me up it none was working he was like walker can i tell you something i was like Mm -hmm. yeah what's up man he was like you know i know everything you're going through i'm sorry it's all happening i hope everything works out but he was like just something that I hope, you know, helps you out is, you know, every morning, because I work morning shifts, so I had to wake up at 4 a.m. in Alaska when it was negative 30 outside, too. Mm-hmm. And what he said is you can wake up, come to work cold, tired, and pissed off, or you can come to work cold and tired. Yeah, you're right. And that changed my whole house put on, like, everything mm-hmm. I did, because it was like there's two things that are going to be completely unchangeable. Yeah, I'm gonna, <laughs> gonna be tired. Be good. I'm gonna be we tired. were working a horrible. We were working Just like close to seventy hours a week too. So yeah, it was like, I was in the same thing. Below freezing, like you got hand warmers on with freaking and it don't gloves. do like you still and don't it, do like I'm taking niacin just to stay warm. Like boy, we drinking crazy because we can't fall asleep at work. We taking yeah. crazy amount, especially me because yeah. I got in trouble already. So it's like you know mm-hmm. we drinking caffeine. Your yeah, brain sleep like cycles that. thrown off, uh-huh. and it was just. And after that, you know, he told me you can come to work cold, pissed off, tired, or just cold and tired. And 
I started coming to work and, you know, it's early in the morning, hundreds of people come through the mm-hmm. gate. We tired, our knees hurt all the time from standing at the gate mm-hmm. with all this gear on, just standing still wow. all day. And I just, we just started having fun with work. It was, nice. you know, people come through, it would be like a cold, gray day outside. People mm-hmm. come through, I'm like, hey, how you doing, sir? Welcome to Hickam Air Force Base, Hawaii, where the sky is blue, the waves are gray, and yeah. you go get some waves. <laughs> yeah. You don't go get, like, just doing something stupid. Uh-huh. And we probably could have gotten in trouble for it, but Facts. everybody that came through the gate and that it heard us do it knew that we were doing that mm-hmm. for our mental health. Yeah, just to, and that's good, man. That's real good for the mental health. Man. There had to be a high point in our day because, you know, everybody that's working in the military, it's like when you're working, you know, four to five days a week, Mm-hmm. 14 hours a day your job is your home like Facts. you don't see your family anymore you don't see your kids that much so you know that was mm-hmm. a real good family out in alaska like we wow. really leaned on each other to just really get each other through all the days like if somebody was tired you didn't bug them like you know you tried to do your best like and on the weekends we all hung out with each other too like oh wow yeah you know even each you know my homeboys wives like they'll be like oh you want to come over you know we it didn't matter if you was married or not we was mm-hmm. all hanging out drinking if Thanks. there was you know we if there was kids we would make sure somebody was watching them and mm-hmm. they were over at a safe place while mm-hmm. everybody else did their thing mm-hmm. we all got to work on time and it didn't matter how cold it was you know mm-hmm. we all got through it we all did our thing yeah and it's just perception. You can go, you know, wake up and tell yourself you're going to be pissed off mm-hmm. about the day. Or, you know, you could try to find a high point in your day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, the day's probably overall is still going to just be a little bit of a downer, but at least you could say, you know, yeah, you know, that movie was pretty solid. And when you finally get to talk to somebody mm-hmm. else, it's like, oh, you know, yesterday, I, you know, I went to the bookstore, you know, got some coffee, you know, had a conversation with this one dude who was kind of weird. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> It don't matter what it is, just yeah, do, actively do something to get mm-hmm. yourself out of that mold because, you know, we all struggling. Like, as adults, that is just a part of the life, you know. You just have to find your own enjoyment out of mm-hmm. it now. And especially when you're having, like, you know, people around you that's on the same page and that's goal-oriented, and, you know, you want to see them succeed, mm-hmm. and they want to see you succeed, you know. And they say, if you hang around, you know, millionaires, you'll be one be hanging around bums you know you'll be a bum but that's why you always gotta be mindful of you know who you spending your time around and you know what's you know what's everybody's goal you know and you know what is everybody working towards you yeah. know so yeah man that's that's what it really comes down to and that's why i really like my group now you know mm-hmm. at the a4 you know because we're all you know you don't and it's crazy because you don't really meet people that just be like yeah you know i want to be a wrestler when i grow up <laughs> you know, I've never really met. I probably met like one or two guys. So then, just being there with them, like no matter who the wrestler is, or if you're gay or Satanism, whatever, like <laughs> I gotta respect for you just because you do this and yeah. I do this. Like I already just have that mutual respect, you know. So, you know, it's just cool, just you know, just being around that, just people that you know, goal oriented as you got the same dream, you know. Yeah, working hard, you know, and I feed off of other people's, you know, energy, you know what I'm saying? That's always been my thing. And especially, I know, with, like, actors and stuff, that's why Stallone was so great, Um, Sylvester Stallone, because he had Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know. Yeah. That was his competition, you know. They're almost like the same guy, but yeah. he was like, he couldn't have been him without 
him, you know, and that's how it usually goes sometimes, man, you know, like, you know, you just got to kind of, you know, use people, you know, to help, you know, each other, you know, in a sense. Yeah. Facts, man. So, yeah, man, I would say it's just a grind, you know, it don't stop, you know, you don't ever want to stop. Whenever it's a day where I just feel like, man, I just didn't accomplish nothing, you know, it kind of just, like, kills me, bro. Like, I always just like to feel like I'm doing something or I achieved something today. Even if it was something little like taking the trash out or cleaning the house, I'd be like, okay, well, I got that done, you know? Yeah. You know, I just don't want to be like, oh, man, I just wasted a whole 24. Like, (laughs) it didn't do nothing. And I wake up pretty early, man. Like, I wake up at, like, 7, 8, you know, morning. That'd be sometimes six o'clock but see i don't work though so that might be <laughs> different for me like you know and i hear the number one cause of death in america is actually like sleep deprivation yeah. you know they say that's like the number one killer man like just not getting enough rest you know so you want to make sure you you at least get a good six in man six or seven because man when i was an electrician i didn't even sleep you know, and I was like falling asleep on the way to work, man. I would have to drive like an hour and a half just to go to work. I'm finna crash the car because I'm just so tired, you know. And then I was like, man, this money is good, but it's not worth like my health, yeah, bro. Like, I'm always tired. Like, I'm talking about as soon as I get home and it's like I lay down, it's the morning. I got to do it all over again, you know. Some things you got to fail at to realize, like, uh-huh. you know, it either wasn't my time yet Back. or it, you know, it just wasn't meant for me. Yeah. They yeah. say you only fail when you stop trying, you know. Yeah. You know, that's when you fail, you know. If something slips out your hands right now, mm-hmm. I have plenty of things that fell through that, things that I was good at that fell through. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it sucks, especially when you got a role going on. Oh, but yeah. the place that I'm at now in life, like, I couldn't, I, I wouldn't change it for the world. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I I honestly wouldn't change it for the world. Mm-hmm. I had to go through a lot of darkness. Yeah, because, <laughs> man, if it happens fast, it ends fast. You know, if it took you a long time to get it, it'll last forever. Yeah. You know, and that's just how, I, you know, I'll, I'll be very impatient at times, and I'm just trying to work on my patience. You know, I feel like once you can get that patience down and just, you know, chill and just let things run its course, you know, the real prevails, you know, and hard work always pays off. You know, I just be so like, oh, I want it now. Like, you know, I just got to be a star now. I got to like, nah, you know, just stay down for a year or two. Just like really put the work in. And, you know, so they say it's not about the destination. It's about the journey. Because once you get there, you're there. So then it's going to be people going to look back and see like, oh, what did he do to get here? Like, they want to see all the stuff that got you there. Yeah. You know, so it's about the journey and not the destination. Yeah. So many questions about like, oh, you got a nice house. Oh, you got a nice car, blah, blah, blah. But how did you get? Yeah, like, I want to know how you got here. You know what I'm saying? I don't care about the house you're going back to. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's cool, you know, but, you know, and people, they'll just see like the outcome, but they don't know like the work you really did to get it or like what you had to do, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think we could have ended on a better note than that. Thanks, so, man. You know, another good episode. Mm-hmm. Martin had to go take care of his chilling, but Oh yeah, facts. You know, Part two that. coming soon, man. This is my first podcast ever, man. Shout out my boy Jordan Walker, man. Absolutely. Been friends damn near twenty years, man. Good to 
come and chop it up with my boy, man. So hey, that's all the coach bro is about. I always try to get my people on for sure. You know, went to school with Martin, started with Ernest. Okay. You know, got you on like, hey. You know, I always make sure all my people get their voices out there. Definitely. Always want to get everybody's perspective of life from a level that we can all understand. Like, I ain't nobody special. We ain't nobody special. But the things we're doing now, mm-hmm. like, are achievable. So, you know, Coach yeah. Bro's out here trying to make the world a little bit better. Got to. Yeah. yeah my man. part two coming out soon. All right. <laughs> Well, what if this is it?